I still have a partial ownership. I can't disclose, but yeah, I still have partial ownership, but very minimal where I don't really have any decision-making because they have the highest percentage of ownership. So that changes everything. I don't really have a, I do have a say, I mean, they're very respectful. They respect any decisions I make or anything I suggest. However, at the end of the day, any changes, they're the ones making those decisions, not me. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Hello, and we are live here at the Get Up Girl podcast. I am your host and your gal, Joanna Vargas. Thank you so much for either listening on your favorite podcast platform, or maybe you're watching and you can watch on my Facebook channel, Twitch, YouTube, all the places where video is. And today I have one of my very good friends and I like when I bring my friends on, on the podcast. And many of my friends are fellow entrepreneurs and you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. And I wonder if that may be because we have a lot in common. So I would like to introduce Veronica Corona and she is a fellow entrepreneur and she and I are going to be talking about business ownership, how to sell it, what happens afterwards, and then how to let go. Veronica, welcome to the podcast. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy everything. Happy holidays. And welcome. First time. No, you've been here before. Well, we, we've done one other one. So uh, happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All of the above. And I'm so excited to be here at the Get Up Girl podcast. Yes, I think this is my second time or third time maybe that I've been a guest. And I'm excited to be your guest for this final podcast of the year of 2022. Can you believe that new year coming up next week? I am excited. And you have done so many things with myself, the get up girl. So mm. you might've heard her here before. I think also she was on the girl chat when we talked about sex. Yes, we right? did. And then <laughs> we did a Cinco de Mayo event together. I mean, you and I have done so much. Yes. We're going to jump right in because this podcast is going to be perfect for somebody who owns a business. Maybe they're contemplating on selling it or they've sold it and they're like, that feeling, like, because it's your baby, you know, you're letting go of your baby and, or you're thinking of owning a business and this is maybe your first time or you've owned a business before and maybe you're ready for another one. Maybe the pandemic hit and you're like, you know what, I'm ready. Like, what's next? What would I like to create? And I think Veronica, especially in December, as I, maybe everybody else, when December comes around, we start to ask more questions. We start to get curious. We start to go, what would I like to create in my life? So let's jump right in and tell us about the business, you know, your last business that you've had and where that is. Cause I know, but I know the listeners are not familiar. So let us in. Well, as you know, and to all the listeners, I own a janitorial service company and I've had the company for 14 years. And I used to have a business partner, one business partner. And in 2020, we decided to part ways kind of mid, exactly June 1st of 2020, 
We signed the contracts and everything. I stayed on board and I stayed on board to continue working with the new ownership, but as a part owner also, very partial, very minimal owner. And the hardest part was making the decision to sell the company because I learned, I did a leadership program at USC where I learned that as women in particular, I don't know if it's Latina women or just women in general, but I have a feeling it's women in general. Mm-hmm. When we create a business, we don't think of creating the business to with an exit plan or end result. We don't think about selling it in the future. We want to hold on to it like if it was our baby. And I realized I was doing that because I want you to know that prior to selling in 2020, three years prior, I wanted to sell. And I was telling my business partner, buy me out or I'll buy you out. We were just going back and forth, but we wouldn't make a decision. And then finally in 2020, I think I was really the one that pushed the decision more than he did. He was like, okay, let's do it. But I was kind of more like, no, we're doing it. I think it was almost like he waited on me because I kept saying, let's do it, let's do it. And then I would, I was like, oh no, no, wait, but this is my baby. I, I gave birth to it and I've seen it grown and, and flourish and become a multimillion dollar company. And then it's just, one day it was just kind of like, you know what? That's okay. It's time to let it go. But then came the position where now I have these new owners. They're pretty much, I, the first year and a half, I was still kind of running everything. And then after the year and a half, they kind of took over everything. And it was just a transition to let go. Because one thing was selling it and you're not the owner anymore. And it's, you know, I, I was at a point where I don't really care about the title. But then once you sell it, then, you know, it's not yours anymore. So now you have to let them operate and take care of it the way they want to take care of it. And that is where the tough transition comes in because then you're, you go from doing everything, you know, from being the accounts payable, accounts receivable, operations, customer service, you know, you're doing, and the owner, you're doing everything to just kind of focusing on one thing. It's almost like, wait, is this all I have to do today? You mean I don't have to work, you know, 12, 14 hours anymore? It's just, it's the changes, the dynamic. You get to close the door and walk away. It is a big transition. It's similar, Veronica. I mean, I don't have children that I've birthed myself, but I mean, I can only imagine that once they're 18 and they go off to college and you're like, okay, what do I do now? That empty nest syndrome. It's kind of like that when you have a business. Yeah. When you sold the business, Veronica, and you said you worked for the new owners, you said you were part owner, correct? And if so, how much did you own? I still have a partial ownership. I can't disclose, but yeah, I still have partial ownership, but very minimal where I don't really have any decision-making because they will still, let's just say they outnumber me. Okay. Because they have the highest percentage of ownership. So that changes everything. I don't really have a, I do have a say, I mean, they're very respectful. They, they respect any, any decisions I make or anything I, I suggest. However, at the end of the day, any changes, they're the ones making those decisions, not me. So people understand that you can have that possibility. You don't have Absolutely. to sell 100%. Yeah, that's what I did with my dance studio. I did not sell 100%. I still kept 5%. And okay. But it, it's very, very small, but it, it was something, right? It's and 5% of something is better fi- uh, than 5%. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. So that was interesting because I didn't know the possibility that that could be until that came to me. I was like, oh, I didn't know I, that, that I can even choose that. I had a friend that told me. I didn't even 
know that I didn't even realize, oh, wait, I can make that decision. So this, this friend of mine, she guided me through the process. I'm like, oh, so then I asked, of course I asked for a higher percentage, but that didn't happen, but that's okay. Because sometimes you have, you know, it's part of the negotiating, right? You have to ask for more and, and they give you, they, you know, like they say, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you 10%. No, I want 20. Okay. Maybe 15. So you just kind of, you know, you, you have to learn to negotiate. And even when you, you're selling a, um, a business, you have to learn to negotiate the price. When you sold the business or most of the percentage, they gave you a chunk of money, correct? Correct. And you still owned a percentage. Correct. And you still receive, as of right now, a W-2? Yeah. So I'm now I'm a, you know, I, I'm still an employee with the corporation. I'm an employee of theirs, but I'm also part owner. So I get dividends. Dividends. Is so that paid quarterly or annually? Everybody pays them differently. We were doing, we're doing annually, but you know, depending if it's a high, if it's large amounts, I would recommend quarterly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that people understand the possibility that they can choose when they, they want to opt out. Let's talk about it. Veronica, what you talked about not foreseeing the possibility of selling a business that we get so attached to it as women, you know, maybe most of us, at least you and I and our girlfriends that we see, we do. It's like this, we're so tightly have such a tight grip on it. And I have seen some of my gentlemen friends, they don't have such an attachment. It's like, it's just a piece of paper on their portfolio. <laughs> Nothing's wrong or good or which one, but it's just different. So what has been your experience with that? Well, I think that you have to be ready to let go. And like, you, you know, like we spoke, I don't have any children myself. So I think this was like my baby. And there was that like, oh my God, it's off to college where I can't, I can't leave, right? <laughs> the moment you make that decision, you need to go with the decision. And I know that I made that today. There's no regrets, to be honest with you. I know I made the right decision. And I'm about to make another decision starting the year. So you're going to have to interview me next year. And so I can, I share more about it. But I think that's really important that when you make that decision and, and you feel good about the decision, that it's time. When I made the decision to sell, I felt good about it. I, there was no like, I don't know how to explain it. There was no doubt. I don't have any regrets. Uh, maybe things could have been differently, but they weren't. And, and you can't change things. It's just, that's the way sometimes it's going to be the outcome. But it's be, and all I can think of was my leadership class at USC saying, we women build a business, but we don't build it with the outcome of selling it one day. But see, I don't have any children. Who's going to take over it? I do have, you know, five nieces, two nephews. I don't know. They're still young. I don't know if they want to take over it. Plus I'm thinking they're still young. You know, I don't want to be like, how old am I going to be still running the janitorial company? And they want to, so, you know, you start seeing all those things, right? So you start balancing and just say, so you make that you, you, you have to be ready. It's important to be ready. That's what I, it's, most importantly, be ready to make that decision is like, okay, time to move on. Let it go. You don't like the whole frozen, let it go. Monica, <laughs> I wonder. Do you think we're ever really ready? No, I, I think that sometimes we need something that will push us to our limit. And I was pushed to my limit. And that's when I knew I was, I was, I was ready and completed and it was time to move on. I was talking about this just a couple days ago because I was looking back at a few of my brick and mortar businesses that I had. And I realized, Veronica, that they were whispering to be done much earlier than I had completed them. You get what I mean? Oh. It was whispering already. 
Yeah. yeah. I was so tight. I was like, no, it has to work. It has to work. It, this has to work. And I'm making it work. And the business either was requesting a change. It was like it had its own personality. And I was trying so hard to put this round hole in the square peg until, like you said, I was done. I was so done. It was so well done. This thing was barbecued. It was beef jerky. <laughs> that was me in 2020. Yeah. That was me in 2020. It was like, and you know, I kept saying I was done. I was done. And that burned out. But I have a friend that told me, no, don't make it like you were done. It's like you were completed with that chapter in your life. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. You know, that, that was something that was completed. It was a cycle that was completed. You move on. Yeah. But I was done because it pushed me to the limit. And, and sometimes I, I even question myself, why did I have to wait to be pushed to the limit to make a decision? But wow. that's when you make those decisions, when you're pushed to the limit. Otherwise, you won't make that decision. Wow. I well know. said. Well said, Vero. Because I wonder, moving forward, I'm like, Joanna, I wonder how, and the big question is how, H-O-W, how can I hear the whisper sooner next time? <laughs> I ask myself that all the time. It's like, why didn't I? Do this sooner. Like there was a moment where I said, why didn't I do this sooner? But I think in life, that's what we need. We need to be pushed to our limits. And, and, you know, we're like falling off the edge. I'm like, oh no, no, no. I'm not going to fall off the edge. Okay. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> onto that vine. I'm like, Joanna, you just have vine. to let go and trust. Yes. And moving forward, that's what I took from it. I'm like, wow, nothing wrong with it. That's what I chose. Very interesting, Joanna. Cause then I could go down Veronica and just blame myself and go down the judgment rabbit hole. And that's not going to create anymore. No, and just looking no. at it and going, okay, that was an interesting choice. There was a lot of whispers. You chose Joanna not to listen to them. And I was so controlling. Like I wanted to control the business. Mm. When the business, it's just like a person. Let's say if the business was a person okay. and that person was fighting me. Uh, they wanted to go to USC and I'm making them go to UCLA and they're fighting me. And I'm like, no, this is what you're going to do. I was such a hover helicopter mother business owner mm -hmm. rather than back off, allow the business to breathe. Right. And so as I'm moving forward, I'm, I'm a different leader mm -hmm. moving forward. I'm allowing the businesses, my employees to breathe. At least I'm hoping I am. I mean, I'm working on it rather than a hover mom. That's what I took away. And you, you know, um, right now I've been reading a lot about, I'm big about decluttering and that's a whole other subject, right? But it's about, you know, when you let go of certain things, you know, it's like, it's when you open the doors for other things, right? So if we're still holding on here and we don't want to let go of this business or anything, the other opportunities will not come to us. And if they come, we are not going to really see them because we're too busy. Oh, no, no, my baby. I, I have to take care of my baby. And, you know, just today I heard something. I was, um, I'm, I'm decluttering my computer, my phone and everything. And I had something save on my phone about decluttering. <laughs> and it was talking about when you declutter is you open yourself to other things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm always decluttering clothes and shoes. And the other thing, you know, I, I was even like, oh my God, I need to hit the kitchen next. You know, I have all these like water bottles. I, I use the same we need. I use the same one and I have like four, right? And, but I use the same one. And yeah. so, but where I'm going with that is if, you know, why do I need so many? And sometimes it's like, you know, when, when we declutter of certain things in our lives, it could be anything. We open up, we are open to other possibilities in life. 
And it's like those doors, you know, these doors open, but we don't look at them because we're too busy taking care of this. And maybe it, those doors are opening for us to see that there's other possibilities out there for us. And we don't have to be tied down to, to what we're doing or to the business. And um, those are big aha moments for me. And right now I'm kind of going through that again. Wow. I'm so glad that you brought this up because I'm thinking about my word for 2023. I haven't, it hasn't like locked in yet. It's, it hasn't lit, lit me up, but the word I'm gravitating towards right now is the word space and very similar to the decluttering. Like I need more space, get rid of more stuff physically, mentally, everything of space that you can think of. With that, Veronica, looking back at 2022, what is one word that would describe your year? Ooh. <laughs> well, you and I had dinner uh, a week ago or so, and we talked about it. And I felt a little bit more hibernated, right? Right. Um, I was being very intentional to where I was going as far as networking was concerned or any kind of events. As you know, I sit on the board for the California Hispanic Chambers of Commerce. So aside of that, was being very intentional. Where else am I going to go? Where else? Because everybody knows what I do. And I'm, I feel that it's really important to be intentional and strategic with your time as to where you want to spend your time. And I felt like, you know, I want to be intentional and focused because this year, what I was doing in the business, I was focusing on sales. So I was mainly focusing on like, I need to go to more industry related events that pertain to my industry. But everything was being on, uh, done online still. Not, there was not a lot of stuff in person. So I felt like I was hibernating because every event I went to was online or the majority of them. Mm-hmm. And I personally am um, kind of done with Zoom. I, I prefer, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert. I like being out and meeting with people and interacting and creating new relationships. So it, 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 it did feel like I was hibernating. It did feel like I was just felt like I'm at home, mm-hmm. at home networking with my computer. <laughs> They love to the computer. <laughs> Everyone listening, yeah. Also ask yourself that question. Looking back at 2022, what is one word that describes your year? Now moving forward, Veronica, 2023, is there one word that is that you would like to create that you would like to step into for 2023? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, one word that just as we were talking about this is uh, definitely, I said to you freedom, but definitely it's going to be change. Change is the one word. Mm. How so? There's going to be a change coming up, but I also, I'm in between the change and the freedom because, because of the changes coming up, I'm going to have the freedom to do things that I may not have considered doing in the past. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in, it's stuck between change and freedom. You know, because there's going to be a a major change in my life next year and um, which I'm not ready to disclose today, but we'll talk about it more, which I feel that's going to give me a new sense of freedom. It's going to open a lot of possibilities for me, a freedom of doing something different, of doing more. I'm excited and nervous at the same time as I'm telling you, look, I just got a little bit of chills. (laughs) I did too. Is that a contribution from the decluttering of letting go of that business? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. That I know that I am completed with this chapter in life. Yeah. And I know we say this often, and I've heard this a gazillion times, but when I was in my teens, I really thought 
what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Like that was it. And I'm like, wow, that was just one chapter of my book. That was barely a sentence of the book, right? There's going to be so many chapters. You know, with somebody, I was having a conversation with someone and I remember who it was that said to me, my life, every decade, I make a big change. Every decade, I make a big change. And as he's telling me that every decade he makes a big change, it took me back. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. Where I was in my 20s and then my 30s and then my 40s and now my 50s and fabulous. You know, in my 40s is when I started the business, right? So, so you, you know, you start thinking of all the transitions and you're like, wow, every decade has been, it's like a new chapter. It's like a new chapter, but it's just every decade versus every year, right? So it's like new chapter. So sometimes we need to make a change, but that's going to be better for us and put us in a better position. And I wonder, Veronica, if it's even a new book, not even a chapter, you know, like a series of books, like Harry Potter, right? Yeah. How many series? I'm like, I'm on a whole new book right now, not even a chapter. And what if like every day is a new chapter or every quarter, yeah. right? Yeah, we try to make each chapter make sense in the book. Like, what if it don't make sense? What if there's a whole new series? <laughs> you know what? It could be, I like that. You're right. It could be like a series of books, right? The like Harry Potter, the Star Wars, right? And the Star Wars takes you back in time. Like, yeah, back in time. It's 50 Shades of Grey. It's a whole new series. Right. Every, every book is a new series. So definitely, I do believe that every, you know, decade or every transition in life, you know, we, we go through a major change. I mean, I remember when I started the business, I was scared. I didn't even, I'm like, is, I was even questioning, is this the right thing to do? Should I start a business? Like, I, I was like, question myself, should I start a business? So, and here we are. No regrets either. And if I had to do it all over again, I would. And I wouldn't change a thing because it was part of the learning process. It was part of the experience to be able to share with others. Mm. Right? All the choices we make, how fun that they have created yeah. our journey. Veronica, what is one big thing that you would tell somebody that would like to start a business, maybe later in life, they, this is their first business. What's what one big thing you would tell them? Get ready for the roller coaster, right? You know, like, I don't know, but I'm sure everybody who's listening has ridden a roller coaster. And maybe for the first time when you go to a roller coaster, that's new, you're in line, you're standing in line and you're there like, oh, his stomach hurts. I don't know if I want to go. You're like scared because you don't even know. Yeah. Once you're on the road, and I know because I, I've been there and I know you've been there, Joanna, and we get on this roller coaster ride. All of a sudden, it's going up, down, upside down, twists and turns. And you're like, oh, my God, I need to get off because I'm sick. I need to get off. Like, I can't, but you can't. You have to wait till the ride is over, right? <laughs> As entrepreneur, that's every day, right? Then the next morning, we wake up and get back on the roller coaster again. You're like, oh, my God, I want to do it again. You know, you get on the roller coaster again. You know, I've gotten on several roller coasters that I've gone on. Like, why am I on this again? Why am I on this again? <laughs> but do you want to do the roller coaster? Or somebody told me one day, or do you want to do the merry-go-round? Which one's more fun? And not one's better or worse. They're well, just different. Yeah. It's different. And it's different. The merry-go-round's not for me, but yeah. it's okay if it's for others. It's no, it's okay. You know, we all have different personalities. So some people are going to love the merry-go-round. I like getting on it with the kids. It's fun. <laughs> but I'm like, the roller coaster is more thrilling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah get ready for the roller coaster ride because it's a roller coaster ride because you can have your plan in order like i know that i plan my days you know when i first started the business i would plan my day oh i'm gonna do this this but then something comes up and my day gets thrown off completely but you still have to get the work done right so you're you you can tend to be a little scattered sometimes because 
you're trying to do everything, you know, when you're a solopreneur. But most importantly, I think that it's important to know our strengths and our weaknesses. And if I'm not strong in accounting per se, well, make sure you hire somebody that does the accounting for you. Don't stress yourself on the things that you don't have the knowledge because all entrepreneurs don't know all things. And that's okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hire people that are better than you. Exactly. You know, we have to surround ourselves with people that are smarter than us because guess what? I'm not against hard work. I'm a hardworking individual, but I also feel that we have to work smart. Right? So why am I going to stress myself over something I don't know how to do when you can just hire somebody to do it and it makes your life easier because then you focus on your strengths. Hmm. And I've learned that through the process because at the beginning, guess what? Between my business partner and I, we were doing everything. We were doing the accounting. We were, do, you know, and I come from an accounting background. So that was like easy for me. But at the same time, that was taking me away from focusing on what I do best, which is sales and customer service. Because I was too busy. Let me, let me make calls so I can collect money, right? Or you're too busy doing the things that are like, oh, I don't want to do this. Are you too busy filling out the forms that you want to get somebody to do it for you? That makes a world of difference. Love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Next question, Veronica. Somebody's already on the roller coaster. They've started their business. They're in the middle, maybe of their book. <laughs> what would you tell them? And they're just like, Ugh, that, that energy of the, uh, who's next? Why is there the energy of the, uh, you really need to look at it. Are you in your true purpose? Are you happy? Or is it, you're just in business because you want to be an entrepreneur like everyone else. Cause I've seen that a lot too. I see a lot of people that want to be an entrepreneur because it's like the thing to do. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but you're like in the, uh, right? So if you're in the, uh, you need to really analyze, am I in the right path? Am I aligned with my purpose? I wrote down, show your worth. Ooh. Many of the businesses I had in my early twenties were to show how worthy I was, how, how important I was. Like Veronica, I used my businesses as like a, Look at me, business card. Yes, I get it. And well, that gets old. No, it does. And, and, you know, even going through the transition of selling, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be the owner anymore. I went through that too. It's, it's our ego that gets in the way a little bit. But, you know, who cares? Like, yeah. that doesn't define me as a person. I already built the company. It doesn't define me who I am. Yeah. A little bit of identity like, uh, who am I for myself? Mm -hmm. And, but as soon as I had awareness, then I was able to shift it. But once I was aware that I was doing that, mm -hmm. but I wasn't aware until I was aware. And then I was able to choose something different. How many years? I love that you said awareness. It's kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> until you become aware. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's powerful. That's powerful. I, I was trying to prove how smart I was, how worthy, how, mm -hmm. uh, Pay attention to me. I'm not the dumbest one in the room. I mean, I could go on and on of the reasons why I had this business. Oh, so okay. I wanted to piggyback on what you were talking about. If you have that, uh, did you choose this business for a reason that is not creating for your life? Ooh, that like is said, Yeah, we choose it because it's fun and it looks cool and it looks like I want to own my own business. And I wonder if you're a merry-go-round. Are you a marathon or a sprinter? Because I could see business ownership as it's sprinting. It's little sprints. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like that analogy. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And some people like to run marathons. I don't. I'm, 
I'm, I'm very good at short things. And then this is, I'm going to throw in this one, but creating with a partner that is good at the things that you're not good at. So for example, Patrick, my partner, my fiance, he is good at the things I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. He's a marathon guy. He could go on a merry ground and he's great at it. He's like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, that would drive me bananas. But it's kind of like, you need that, that balance, right? That, that you need that. And when I first started the business, my business partner and I had that, he did the things I wouldn't do, but I did the things he wouldn't do. Correct. So, so but you need that. If you're going to go into a partnership, it is really important if you're out there, if you can start a business and go into a business with someone, you need to really see what are their strengths and what are yours and to balance that out. It's never going to be 50-50. It's, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. And it's never going to be 50-50. Sometimes one person is going to do more than the other. It's going to shift. But as long as you know you're aligned with this is your position, this is my position, and sometimes those positions aren't going to interlap, but that's just, that's part of being in a relationship itself. Also with partnerships, maybe not just ownership, a partnership can be your 100% owner, but the partnership is like your general manager. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The people working for you. Yes. You want to hire somebody that has the qualities and the strengths and skills that you don't because they're going to run a smoother operation for you. Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Okay. Last question, Veronica. This is so good. But if anybody has questions, please DM us on Instagram. We're going to put uh, Veronica's Instagram underneath the show notes as well. But last question is for 2023, what would you like to add to your life? Mm. <laughs> I have a list. Uh, let me take out the scroll. You're right. <laughs> I love that you have a list because many of us, I'm going to throw this in there, like to talk about taking stuff away from our lives. Mm -hmm. I got to stop doing this. I got to stop. What if we add more? Not more as in like more, but just what if you added something? So I love that you said you have a scroll. Well, I have a list of things that I want to do and possibilities that are out there. Uh, but what I want to add more is that I want to be intentional with the relationships I have. And, and I mean relationships, I, I'm not in a relationship with a significant other at the moment, but I want to, the relationship I have my friends like you and other friends that I have, I, I, I want my relationships to be very authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, as you get wiser, and I'm, that, that's a code word for older, you, you, it's not about quality, quantity, it's about quality, right? I don't want to have a hundred friends and they're not my friends. You know, it, it, I think it's important to have that quantity, uh, the quality of friends and that the quality of friends are authentic. And if you call me out on my BS, then, you know, like we, I know we do all the time and, and uh, I love that. And I think that's, that's what's connected us and, and becoming closer, Joanna, is that I love that you call me out on my stuff, right? And, but that's what friends should do. We shouldn't sugarcoat each other. Like if we really generally want each other to grow and, and be a better person that I think it's okay. Call me on my BS. Call me, you know, call me out when you feel that something's not right or, you know, but talk to me about it, right? You don't need to talk to somebody else about it. Talk to me about it. And I think it's really important to have those authentic friendships. And I'm not just talking friendships because it is a relationship. You know, it, it's a relationship. It might not be a relationship with the romantic relationship with significant other, which is one of the things on my list too. I want to find the man that uh, a man in my life, right? But I, I think that that's added, right? That's part of creating those relationships. And maybe out of those relationships, a significant man might come out of it, right? You never know, but it's putting it out there. You just never what, know. What a great thing to add to 2023. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I always tell my friends? I'm like, don't buy my lies. Don't buy them. Yeah. Don't buy my BS. Don't buy my lies. Because I, I know when I'm spitting lies, I'm like, I could hear it come out. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying BS. Like I'm, I'm in the pathetic of Joanna. And <laughs> when I choose the pathetic, I'm like, don't choose it with me. Just wait outside, wait till I'm ready, but don't buy my lies. I'm not looking for friends that like come in and swim in my misery with me. No, no. Wake me up. Yeah. I always tell my girlfriend, don't buy my, or I tell them, that's a lie. I'm not going to buy that. No, no, no. Your other friends may buy that, but I'm not buying that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joanna, damn, you're calling me out. I love you. And you know, that's a lie. You yeah. know, you're just we are creating this for some reason. So let's get real. Oh, I love that. Like that you said that. And I love what you said, because there's people that say, oh, okay, you know, my friend, I love you. And I'm like, I don't feel it's genuine. And, and I'm like, I don't even know how to respond because I feel like I have to say, I love you back. But I'm like, ouch, you know, it's like, we, we, I haven't seen you in months, <laughs> you know? So I, I struggle with that a little bit. Right. Yeah. But you don't have to see, you know, I have friends that live in the central coast, their second family to me. And I don't see them all the time, but when I see them, we pick up where we left off and, and it's like a genuine relationship because I've known them for like 30 years. And generally, even if I don't see them for months, they say, I love you. I'll say, I love you back because it's a genuine, right? So it's not about how long you go without seeing a person. I think it's more about how genuine that relationship really is. So I'm gonna take that one back. It's not about how long you haven't seen this, it's about how genuine you feel that that person really is with you. And that's kind of where I'm at, aligning with people that are genuine with me and not want to be my friends because of who I am or what position I hold or anything like that, but, but because of authentically who I am. Thank you for sharing, Veronica, so much wisdom and mm-hmm. youth that has nothing to do with age. All right. We're going to end with that. <laughs> I love our conversations. I really love how you and I can create together and have those conscious conversations. I truly, truly appreciate it. And congratulations on your next chapter for 2023, your next book, so to speak. Right. It's like a new book. The next series. series. (laughs) And I'm excited to read it. And I'm so happy for you. I'm so, so happy for you. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm happy for you too, because you're, you're, you have some big changes too coming up. So I'm excited for you and, and I'm very excited to be here. So thank you uh, for closing the year with me. Um, I was a little nervous, like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? But um, you, you always make it so easy. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And that we're closing out the year, you and I together. Yes. Uh, so you might be hearing this after the new year, but she and I are recording this before the new year. Thank you everybody so much for listening. And if this spoke to you and you'd like to open a business, close a business, let it go, Please DM us on Instagram. Let us know what your takeaway is from today. We love and appreciate every single one of you. And until next time, we will talk to you next time on The Get Up Girl. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.